0: Welcome to episode 14 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. And we are just a ways away from the Halloween event that is fixing to start, or unless you're hearing this a little late and it's already started. And I'm just basically going to do a little bit of an overview before I get into the Halloween Cup and talking about that and the rankings for that as well. Uh, We have been getting a lot of interesting information information coming out. Um, especially with the rocket egg event that has been going on recently. If you're interested in any kind of rocket counter guides or whatever, just let me know and I will make sure to do uh, some kind of overview for how to deal with those battles as well. This may be Battle Academy. It may be mainly focused on PvP only, but I do want to expand into doing the other aspects of battling as well, and that includes raids and rocket battles as well. So if you're interested in hearing any of that, just let me know and hit me up at any of the uh, places where you can contact me. And again, I'll list those later on in the show. Alrighty, so let's talk about this Halloween event. It officially is going to start on the 23rd. Uh, It is the 20th as I'm recording this and going to last until November 3rd. So it is going to go At least a couple weeks, so that's nice. And of course, you're going to get all the new little things. Galarian Yamask is going to be coming out. Shiny Spiritomb is going to be available through the timed research. Uh, Costume Gengar and Sableye. The research that is going to be uh, Spooky Message Unmasked, which is going to give us the Galarian Yamask. New boxes, new Costume Pikachu and Avatar costume things. I Well, Pikachu mask. I don't know if we're getting a new costume Pikachu or not. That hasn't been said. There's going to be a Alolan Marowak Raid Day on Halloween. Catch Mastery Challenge. And then, of course, what you guys are probably all here for and what we're going to get into details on today. And that is Go Battle League Halloween Cup. Now, this is going to be a long event. It's going to run from the 26th to November 3rd, so it's going to run for the majority of the event. And it is going to be Great League only, so 1,500 CP or less. And it is going to be limited format, poison, bug, ghost, dark, and fairy type. You can earn encounters with Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle in their costumes that they had from last year if you win on a regular basis or whatever through the event. So good luck to everybody who's going to be partaking in the event, I'm going to try my best to do it. And uh, so far, this looks like it's going to shape up to be a pretty good Halloween event, I think. I'm actually kind of excited for the whole thing. Dark Ray and Raids, they, they did these cool little boxes that you can buy, the Creepy Crate, the Boo Bundle, and Pumpkin Pack that look really cool. The snapshot is going to be altered for spooky surprises. And then, of course, the Halloween cup, which everybody is going to be trying to battle. Well, for the most part, it's a good way that if you didn't get any of those costume Pokemon last year, you can try and get them this year. Now, I don't know if any of like the matchmaking is going to be altered for it to kind of make it easier for people who are just beginning or whatever, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I have pulled up the pvpoke.com listing. And because I'm only focusing on the Halloween stuff for this week, I have a feeling this is going to be a bit of a smaller episode than I have been doing in the past. And, of course, pvpoke.com for their rankings for this cup. I have gone ahead and pulled it up. And, uh, as always, your top ten are going to be Mandibuzz, Galvantula, Azumarill, Shadow Beedrill, Beedrill, Shadow Golbat, Zuelius, Crustal, Alolan Marowak, and Swalot. There are your next five, look pretty decent as well. Mawile, Shadow Mawile, Shadow Sizar, Umbreon, and number 16. I don't know why I'm going ahead into that one, but Trashy Worm Adam, which has been hyped up, but I don't think it's really actually found a place recently and a lot of the Go Battle League stuff, I know got hyped up a little bit for Silph Cup, but I've never really seen it, so it'll be interesting. A lot of these, with a couple of exceptions, look like they're pretty easy to get your hands on. If you participated in Beedrill Community Day a couple of months ago, you should probably have a good drill run Beedrill uh, that you've got your hands on so that is definitely going to be one you want to keep an eye out for in your inventory the ones that are going to be hard to get are going to be your shadows and your new pokemon uh mandibuzz also zoelius if (laughs) if you've been having problems getting dino like i have you're not going to have the zoelius but you can kind of look for getting counters for those as well the new Pokemon Mandibuzz sitting in the first slot as one of the top contenders looks like it could be pretty good if you've been lucky enough to get one of those strange eggs hatched in the last event. Uh, I didn't even get to battling any of the Rocket Leaders by the time that came up. But uh, your key wins for Mandibuzz are Venusaur, Umbreon, Golbat, Trashy Wormadam, and Beedrill. Your losses are going to be against Azumarill, Galvantula, Shadow Mawile, Zwellius, and Obstagoon. Azumarill's looking like it's still going to be a very key player. It usually does pretty well in uh, Great League for GBL anyway. So if you've gotten Azumarill already, you definitely want to keep that in your bench. And I have heard that uh, Mandibuzz actually does perform really well, if you happen to have one. Uh, the fast moves are Air Slash and Snarl. Your charge moves are Aerial Ace, Foul Play, Shadow Ball, and Dark Pulse. With a uh, pretty even spread, with the exception of Dark Pulse. Uh, 33% are using Aerial Ace, 29 are using Foul Play, and 24 are using Shadow Ball. So if you can get any of those charge moves on your Mandibuzz, that's definitely worthwhile. So if you've got one, worth trying out. Galvantula, he's been showing up pretty well for Great League as well. And uh, as well as like, say, Azumarill. He also has been tested through Silph Arena too, so he's definitely worthwhile. Azumarill, Venusaur, Umbreon, Golbat, and Mandibuzz are your key wins. Your key losses are Trashy Wormadam, Beedrill, Mawile, Shadow Form, Alolan Muck, and Alolan Marowak. So, it looks like Alolan Muck may be worthwhile to look at too. And then number three, being Azumarill on the list, it basically looks like if you have a Mandibuzz, build a Mandibuzz, Galvantula, Azumarill team, and try that out just to see what happens, because. Uh, they kind of counter each other. So it may be an interesting little trio to work at. Uh, Azumarill key wins are against Umbreon, Golbet, Shadow Mawile, Mandibuzz, Trashy Wormatom. Gale- Vantula, Venusaur, Beedrill, Coolfish, and Tetacruel are your key losses. So if you see any of those, get Azu out. Overall, it's very interesting to see those top three. They definitely odd sp- parts of the spectrum, with uh, Galvantula countering Azumarill, but Mandibuzz countering Galvantula. It's, well, not really countering Galvantula, losing to Galvantula, but still. Azumarill against Mandibuzz takes the win, so it kind of is a rock paper scissors situation in the top three and again like i said the next two being shadow beedrill and beedrill if you participated in weedle community day you should have a good beedrill hopefully that you are able to use it's going to have poison drab drill run and exciser on it definitely worth considering and of course the shadow form is going to get that shadow bonus and a quick scroll through the whole listing There are a few shadow Pokemon, but I'm not seeing as many as I usually see when you look at just like regular Great League. So if you've got some good shadow Pokemon, definitely worth it to kind of build them up. I'm seeing some that I've never even considered before or seen before, including Shadow Gloom. Way down in the bottom there. Also looking at Shadow Muck, like I was talking about earlier. Shadow Tyranitar. There's quite a few in here. Shadow Skatank even listed as well. And uh, if you've used Skatank before, you know he's a he's a tanky dude. He he fires pretty hard. And uh, definitely a good counter to something like Skarmory. Just be careful on how much of a hit it takes and where your HP is at. The interesting ones that I'm seeing are down in the bottom of your top 10 list, and that's going to be uh, Swalot and Shadow Golbat. I've never even seen Golbat show up on a list before, so seeing Shadow Form show up and not even seeing the regular form at all is kind of interesting. He is a key wins are against Venusaur, Toxicroak, Beedrill, Shadow Mawile, and Alolan Marowak, with key losses against Azumarill, Umbreon, Galvantula, Trashy Madam, and Mandibuzz. So Shadow Golbat may be worth considering, given that it's going to take a win against Shadow Mawile, because a lot of these are showing up Shadow Mawile as well. Even though I don't think it shows up in the top 10, It's one of those Pokemon that I think a lot of people are going to have from having done the Rocket League battles. I believe it was Arlo's uh, closer Pokemon, and that's what you got as a reward for beating him. It is listed number 13 with regular Mawile listed just above it at 12. So if you've got the Shadow Mawile and you've managed to TM away frustration, Get you Fire Fang, Power Up Punch, and Play Rough. It's going to take wins against Venusaur, Galvantula, Umbreon, Trashy Madam, and Beedrill. With losses against Azumarill, Golbat, Toxicroak, Alolan Marowak, and Wigglytuff. So, you're going to see everything all over the place because of the limits of this cup and what's going to be allowed in play. Now, I believe that during the course of the Halloween Cup, regular GBL will still be available as well. Of course, this is happening all at the end of Season 4. I think Season 4 is going to officially end uh, after the Halloween event. There may be like a few more days after the Halloween event where it's still there, but uh, it'll close out after that. I know we're getting the Flying Cup and Go Battle Night on November 5th, So that's two days after the Halloween Cup. I don't know if they'll extend Season 4 past four encompassing the Flying Cup or if they'll go ahead and run the short Season 5 that they've been planning. That's something that I need to do a little digging on. But uh, I'll have that information, of course, next week so definitely worthwhile to consider if you're interested in halloween cup spicy picks and the rest of the ranking list for the halloween cup you can always take a look at slash rankings i will have a link to that in the description of this podcast because this is battle academy podcast and we're having a bit of a unique situation here we're going to take a look at the alolan marowak counters guide because Alolan Marowak Raid Day is going to be on Halloween, and uh, I figure this is battling as well, technically. According to PokemonGoHub.net, Alolan Marowak is a Tier 3 Raid Boss with a CP max of 13,525 and sporting a Fire and Ghost typing. Alolan Marowak, definitely worth getting a... I've encountered it a couple of times in Go Battle League, and it sometimes comes up as a good Sylph Pokemon as well. For your 100 IVs, it is looking at 988 to 1048. I guess uh, 1048 is your 100 with no weather boost, and 1311 is your 100 with weather boosted in both fog and sunny due to the fire and ghost typing. Now, the Gohub.net guide says you can solo alone in Marowak. But if you want the time bonus and the goodies you get from the time bonus, it's best to have at least a couple more people. Get that down as fast as you can. And your best counter types are going to be Water, Dark, and Rock. For your top 10 counters from Pokemon Gohub, they are Blastoise, Mega Blastoise is number one, Palkia, Garchomp, Kyogre, Kyogre. Some people say it that way too. Origin form Giratina. Swampert. Rhyferior. A different Swampert. Okay, this Swampert has a different set of moves. The first one at slot six had Mudshot and Hydro Cannon. The second one has Water Gun and Hydro Cannon. Gengar and Dark Ray because the ghost typing does better against itself, I'm guessing, and it is also we- weak to Dark types. i Do you believe you'll also have a chance at getting shiny Alolan Marowak. Seeing as the shiny is released, I don't see why you wouldn't have a shot at that. Alternative Pokemon, if you want something else to look at, include Weevil, Samurott, Blastoise, regular Blastoise, Milotech, Almastar, Alolan Golem, Bayonet, Starmie, or even Sharpedo. They also say if the boss doesn't have ghost moves, even Water Set Golducks could finish the job. So water is probably going to be your strongest typing going in. Uh, Alolan Marowak has access to these following moves. Rock Smash, Hex, Shadow Ball, Bone Club, and Fire Blast. Shadow Bone, I believe, they're going to make that the exclusive available event uh, moveset from the raid day as well, so that'll be interesting. So Definitely worthwhile if you want that exclusive move. I am going to attempt to try to see if you can TM it. I don't think you can, but worth a shot. <laughs> but yeah, Al- Alolan Marowak is definitely a PVP viable Pokemon. So if you want it, if you want the shiny, which is just an awesome color, I tried to get it during Go Fest. I had zero luck whatsoever. Definitely worthwhile to get out on Halloween and do some raids. All right, that is going to do it for the first half of the show. I am going to take a small break and then come back with our usual things, the shameless self-promotion, the AP Battle Academy, and of course your Pokemon of the week. I'll be back in just a moment. See you in a minute. Welcome back. And now it is time for that awkward portion of the show where I do the shameless self promotion. Shameless self promotion. I will learn how my mouth works eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, or more than likely it will be done by the time you're listening to this, I will have the Pegasus Podcast and Gaming Patreon up live and ready to go. One dollar will get you exclusive messages, videos, and updates, including a hello and welcome message from me, of course, as well as access to the Discord server. Now, I'm still debating to make it a general server with some Patreon exclusive channels, or to just make it $1 get you access to it, period, um... I may run with just the general idea, uh, like a general Pegasus Podcasting Gaming pa- uh, Discord with some Patreon exclusive channels where you can kind of do questions, comments, suggestions for the show and all that sort of stuff. $5 will get you the monthly AR Wallpaper, probably more than likely mostly Pokemon Go, <laughs> as well as a Teespring discount code. $10 will get you the Instagram post tag, podcast shout out and stream shout out, as well as the opportunity to maybe nickname one of my Pokemon. Um, excuse me, the opportunity to nickname one of my Pokemon. I went on a tear there and threw in the word maybe, and I don't know why. Pardon me, forgive me. $15 will give you a custom Pokemon wallpaper and added to my Pokemon Go and Switch friends, which will be... Eventually, I do want to get into battling with people on my friends list on a regular basis, as well as doing some streaming games with people in my Switch friends, uh, including possibly doing some Splatoon teams, who knows. The $20 tier will get you the ability to help pick out what the monthly wallpaper is going to be, as well as to help discuss polls that I want to do for people to respond to, as well as helping pick out what kind of merch I do next. $25 will get you an executive producer credit, and I'm looking to do this as a one per show kind of basis sort of thing. One for Pokemon Battle Academy podcast, one for Catan Public Radio podcast, and possibly one for my Twitch stream. Again, that's still something I'm kind of working out the details to, but that is something that will be available. And of course, all of this will hopefully be live by the time you hear this. I plan to have it done by the end of the week for sure. You can always check out any of my Instagram photos at instagram. uh, instagram.com slash Pardon me. And you can always contact me at Twitter. My handle is anthissa 21 And of course, you can always email me at anerdblog at gmail.com. And if you're interested in supporting me in any other way, I'm thinking about maybe doing like a coffee setup, the K-O-F-I kind of donation setup thing, where for just off the side, if you want to do like a personal custom Pokemon one-off wallpaper, I can do it through that. Or if you want to support the show, but you don't want to deal with the Patreon stuff, you can just like if you wanted to donate a dollar or two through the Kofi thing and support the show in that way. Any way you want to do it, Totally, totally appreciated. A dollar is a dollar. It's a dollar I didn't have and I'm greatly appreciative however you guys want to support the show. Even if the only way you want to support the show is by submitting me questions and comments or maybe an off suggestion of, hey, why don't you cover this thing? Greatly appreciated because it lets me know that you're listening to the show and you want to interact with me and be a part of that. You don't have to donate. You can just make comments and suggestions. That's all perfectly well and good. Just putting these options out there for anybody that is interested in taking those options. If you're curious as to what I would do with the money when I get it, well, it's going to go into equipment for running the show. We recently got a streaming setup up and going. Actually just tested it earlier this evening. It's running great. However, we're running on an uh, Roxio HD60 Pro, and it's not the best of things, and we're wanting to upgrade to an Elgato. So the money would go to something like that. It would go into doing some promotion for the show to get more people listening. Whatever money I do get, Yeah, a little bit I'm going to put aside for myself, but a lot of it is probably going to go back into the show. Personally, I may use some to go traveling later on once all this COVID craziness goes down and go out and do some different kinds of events probably around my region and do like Pokemon events, community days out with other communities and just kind of get out there and whatnots to just kind of be a part of all of that and interacting with other people once, of course it is safe to effectively do so. So yeah, that's, that's what I want to do with the money. I want to put it back into doing the business, maybe save up some money, help myself get a little more independent in my situation. And of course put it into the business and helping the business grow because I do want to be successful with this. Um, and again, like I said, Anything you want to do, greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. If you can't donate, then hit me up, send me suggestions. Uh, constructive criticism is greatly appreciated. And again, you can hit me up and send me DMs at any of my contact points, twitter.com slash anthisa21, instagram.com slash anthisa.21, and of course my email, anerdblog at gmail.com. All right, now that the awkward part of everything is over. (laughs) Oh, it's a necessary evil. I don't like doing it because I feel like I'm pushing things on you guys and I don't like feeling like that. Let's get into AP Battle Academy and talk about Our tactic for today. Our tactic for today, I'm dueling up on this one. They have it on Ghost Stadium listed as two different definitions, but in my opinion, they basically go hand in hand, and that is farming and farming down. Okay, farming, their definition, continuing to use fast moves, often dealing super effective damage, instead of a charge move, to bank additional energy for a subsequent matchup. Farming down also kind of, fits into this because to farm down means feinting the opposing Pokemon with only fast moves. This can be an effective strategy, however, you have to play it smart. Basically, you're withholding the charge moves that you have so you can build up charge moves so that once you drop this opponent in front of you and their next Pokemon comes up, you can fire off both of your charge moves or however many you've got stacked and hopefully take out the next Pokemon as quickly as you can. Sometimes you get into a matchup and you're at the very end and you know you've got the win in the bag, but they have like one or two shields left. Then you just go ahead and farm down your opponent so that way you don't have to worry about all the extra rigmarole in waiting for the shield to hit or the charge move to fire off, what have you. So farming down at the very end of a match tends to be an okay way to end it. Farming in general, you might misjudge because you're planning out based on a risk of when your opponent is going to fire off their next charge move and by farming or farming down you're basically saying I'm going to take this opportunity to guess that you don't have a charge move ready so I'm going to build up this energy in hopes of ending your Pokemon quickly so that I have these charge moves left for when i need them when your next pokemon comes up farming is especially useful if you happen to have the type advantage and you and your opponent are both switch locked meaning you can't change out your pokemon for another 60 seconds so if you have the type advantage and you know your opponent's pokemon isn't going to do much damage to you go ahead and farm them down and you just have to worry about what pokemon pops up next again you are taking the risk on what charge move your opponent has and if they have it built up and ready to go. Definitely worth considering, especially going into uh, GBL when you have little to no idea what opponents you're going up against. So it is something that it's kind of a necessary thing. So you might want to practice at least figuring out timing. And when you think you're ready to fire off your next charge move with... Not necessarily without worrying about them, but hoping you get off your charge move first before they can. It's a little complex to think about sometimes, especially when you get into thinking about shields and trying to get shield advantage over other people. But uh, there you go. Farming and farming down. Effective tools when used properly. Risky if you're not careful. Alright, your Pokémon of the week. And we are going to take a look at a Pokemon for the Halloween Cup. And I, when I do Pokemon of the Week, I like to pick one that I'm pretty sure everybody is going to have. Even if you're not the best top tier battler because I want something that is accessible for everybody. So that way they have something that they can go, okay, I have this. If I don't have it built up, I can get it built up. So this week, we're taking a look at the Halloween Cup, and our Pokemon of the week for this week is going to be Beedrill. It is rank 5 in the Halloween Cup, and the moveset they are asking for is Poison Jab, Drill Run, and Exciser. If you have an Elite TM, but you missed the Weedle Community Day somehow, you might want to consider getting that Drill Run. It's a pretty decent attack. All right, we went over some of this info earlier, but... I'm going to repeat it because I'm a broken record. Key wins for Beedrill include Azumarill, Venusaur, Galvantula, Toxicroak, and Skatank. Key losses are going to be Umbreon, Golbat, Trashy Wormadam, Mandibuzz, and Fortress. Fast moves are Poison Jab, Infestation, and Bug Bite. Bug Bite is tagged as an event or Elite TM exclusive. So if you don't have it, you might not be able to get it, but I wouldn't really worry about it. Preferences mostly leaning toward Poison Jab at 40%, Infestation being the second one at 32%. Bug Bite is still heavily preferred, but it's only 27%. So if you can get Poison Jab, that's going to be a lot better than Bug Bite. Charged moves are Drill Run, Sludge Bomb, Exciser, Aerial Ace, Return, and Fell Stinger. Now, Return is only available on Pokemon that you have purified. So, that's basically if you're looking at a purified Beedrill. Preference is never really strong for Return. I've never had very much luck with it. It's one of those moves that you can just kind of chuck it if you don't want it. Don't feel bad if you end up TMing it off. All right. Top move preference is going to be for drill run. This is where you're going to look at possibly using an Elite TM, although I think you can get away with not using it so much. Now, the preference at the top says for building the ideal bead drill, you're going to want exciser. However, Sludge Bomb has a 22.6 percentage, which is slightly over exciser. Basically, it's a way of looking at Sludge Bomb being a good second one if you can't get Drill Run if you don't have the Elite TM or you didn't get a good Community Day beadroll. So Sludge Bomb and Exciser will be your charge moves if you don't have a, have any means of getting Drill Run on a beadroll. Aerial Ace has a 15% return. Again, most people TM that off. It's got 9% and Felsping excuse me, Fell, Stinger, is at 3.4. Again, those last two, don't worry about those too much. His primary typing is Bug and Secondary is Poison. His weaknesses are Fire, Flying, Psychic, and Rock, although you won't have to worry too much about some of those. Resistances are going to be Grass, Fairy, Fighting, Bug, and Poison, which means he is going to do pretty well in this comp because Fairy being one of the types that is preferred, and of course, your rank levels and IVs are going to be level 32 and a half. And your IVs, these are preferred and ideal. They are not necessarily the ones you have to have, are 0, 13, 14. That's 0 attack, 13 defense, and 14 HP. As you'll notice, it's not exactly perfect 15s, but not every top out is going to have that setup. And of course, if you have. 15 in one slot, you're not exactly going to have the other IV setup do exactly what you want. Now keep in mind that sometimes it is a good idea to have at least a little bit in your attack IV. That'll give you the charge move preference, which if you and your opponent happen to hit charge at the same time, you will get the advantage if you have a little bit better of an attack than they do. However, otherwise, having a better attack doesn't really give you too much of a bonus. And that is Beedrill for your Pokemon of the week. All right, that is going to do it for this week. I believe that is an episode. And uh, yeah, I added a little extra in there by including the Alolan Marowak Raid Day coverage stuff, but... I think for the event coming up, it is a battle thing because you are technically battling a raid boss. I felt that was definitely worthwhile to include. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've made it this far, I totally appreciate it. Heck, I appreciate just the simple fact that you decided to check out the show in the first place. (laughs) It means a lot to me and I really, really appreciate your support. Okay, that's going to do it. I hope you have a wonderful time of day it is wherever you're at. Good luck in your battles if you're doing Sylph Cup Sunrise. And I will have some information next week on the Sylph Arena reveal of their newest cup for November. So you've got that to look forward to for next week. I'll see you all then. Have a great one.